Welcome to Cannabis Tech Talks. This is Patricia Miller, Managing Editor with Cannabis and Tech Today. Joining me are Max and Kevin Kobe of Abstracts Tech, a company specializing in botanical extraction, terpene, and aroma compound research. So Kevin, you're the Chief Scientific Officer, and Max, you are the Chief Executive Officer. Is that right? That's yep. right. Thanks for having us, Patricia. Yeah, thanks for joining us. So your company is known for a recent major achievement, um, the discovery of the gas compounds. So this technology um, and the scientific terminology I think is kind of fun, um, allows you to rate the dankness of cannabis. So what does that mean and why is that significant? Sure, thanks for the, uh, the question and the introduction. Um, you know, it was actually pretty interesting when we when we originally uh, started our journey in cannabis research, we wanted to tackle what we thought was the holy grail in the industry, which was identifying what makes OGs unique. And when you think of an OG as far as what makes it unique, it's really this gassy aroma, this quintessential smell for cannabis. And so we went and partnered up with Josh D, um, who's one of the iconic cultivators that brought OG to life and specializes in OG varietals. And his nose is, is finely tuned to the essence of OG gas. And we told him that we were gonna partner with him to study hundreds of strains until we could identify what this gassy aroma is and why it's so pronounced in OG strains. And ultimately when a consumer goes to a store and you smell two different types of OG varietals, it's really, which one's got the highest THC and which one's the gassiest. And that's the one I want. Um, so, you know, for us, it was a few year project in order to um, identify these compounds and really isolate them and quantify them um, through multiple tests with hundreds of strains. It was actually uh, weed maps that came out with a recent article that uh, coined the gas factor that we, we developed this gas factor uh, testing methodology and it was actually weed maps that came out and rated it the dankness. You know, the, it gives us the ability to measure the dankness of weed and what is the dankness of weed. And, you know, I give them kudos because, you know, we, we tend to make things a little bit too scientific and, you know, we're trying to make it relatable for consumers. And so, you know, I guess now the gasness is relatable to the dankness of, of cannabis. I love the terminology, it's very memorable, and it sort of makes me feel like something my dealer would have said in college, but, but I like it. It's, you can understand what, what the science is going on, what you're shooting for. Thanks. Yeah, we, we came up with one other one that was, you know, when you, when you smell the aroma of cannabis, you know, that's really a big factor that we judge cannabis by. So what is the what do you call the aroma? And, and I remember, you know, ever since I was a kid, I've been enjoying cannabis and it's really like, how loud is it, you know? And yeah. so we've called it, you know, the loudness of cannabis that we're trying to quantify through studying hundreds of aroma compounds. And so I think that's, that's one of the major hurdles sort of is like, you want consistency. You want to know how loud it's going to be every time you buy something, right? But that's not something we're able to achieve. Every plant is unique. Um, so, you know, for example, you, you buy a strain from one place and buy that same strain from a different place and you could wind up with very different experiences. They're not, 
they're not guaranteed to be the same, right? So why aren't they the same? And how is this technology and this development kind of gonna help us create more consistency? Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, I think that what you're describing is the unique attributes of cannabis. And I think, you know, us more than anybody have learned to appreciate the different subtle nuances that different strains have. So someone might grow a jack hair. And to your point, how do you really certify and authenticate those genetics is one side of it to make sure that you're creating a predictable experience and building consumer trust. But then the other side of it is how do I know that this different uh, cultivator didn't grow a fruitier jack or you know, some different version of it that others might appreciate. So, you know, I think, you know, abstracts is really in the pursuit of quality standards, but most importantly today is we're trying to define what is the uniqueness index. And so we've really tried to partner with different cultivators like Jack Hare and Sherbinsky's for their gelato and Josh D for OGs to really pick apart the different, not only the cannabis families, but also the strains that are widely popular throughout cannabis genetics that everybody has now, you know, crossed or um, manipulated in some way. And, you know, for the most part, it, it could be good, it could be bad, we just don't know yet. And so, you know, maybe Kevin, you can explain, you know, the uniqueness score as it relates to Jack Hare and what we found in Jack Hare that was actually pretty pronounced and and wasn't something previously that we could test for to understand, you know, the, the variance in each strain. Um, yeah, thanks, Max. Uh, yeah, we're trying to pursue what we call the uniqueness index, which is going to be, you know, an, a new algorithm that we're going to introduce based on the data that we're collecting. The ultimate goal is to make this, you know, relatable for a consumer so that they can digest what's unique, what's, what's not. Um, what's good and what's not essentially and so things like our conventional technology today and you know everyone has a these analytical labs in every state as part of the regular as part of the regulatory system and those are essentially qc labs where they're testing for cannabinoids and terpenes and pesticides and mold and things of that nature there's no incentive for them to dive deeper into the uniqueness of cannabis or, you know, and the granular details there, which, you know, they can test for terpenes conventionally between 22 and 44, but there's so much more going on that, you know, we went out, we designed our own analytical equipment with some leading manufacturers instrumentation. And um, we discovered in each strain 350 to 450 just aroma compounds, not including flavonoids or cannabinoids or any of those other things. And that's so it's- That's proprietary to you, right, Kevin? Like you guys are the only ones who've developed the ability to measure that wide of a spectrum. Yeah, you know, it took a lot of R&D just to be able to like identify and quantify that many. And so, yeah, it's IP for us just because of the sheer amount of work that we had to put into it just to be able to do that. Um, yeah, and the cost, you know, because everyone thinks we're crazy just for investing all this money into actually getting this piece of instrumentation. Um, they're like, what are you going to do with it? We're like, oh, we'll figure it out. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, but it's also taken a team, you know, we've, we've put together an amazing team, you know, led by Dr. Oswald and, and TJ. 
um, Martin and a team of analytical chemists under them. So, you know, what we've developed is proprietary testing methodologies. We've, we've developed our own set of standards for these 400 different terpenes that we're quantifying in, in cannabis. And more importantly, we've created, um, we've created specific tests based on these unique attributes that we find in cannabis that are proprietary. So when we're looking at, you know, a Jack Harris strain, we know what the metabolite fingerprint of that strain, that standard is. And we can now, with our testing methodologies and equipment, test all the strains in comparison to that and show you, you know, that there was actually one singular aroma compound in Jack, um, which actually A and B philandrine were one of, you know, the concentrated ones that don't exist on a standard testing panel that is a marker from the metabolites that we can now correlate to what the original Jack is in combination with these different unique uh, ratios of aroma compounds. Um, and when you take that all into consideration, it really allows us to go out there and um, tell someone that, you know, hey, you made a Jack with some of the highest uh, THC concentrations and it's one of the fruitiest and you know what, maybe they didn't get as high of markers on the original Jack because they crossed it with an OG varietal, but now they have a gassy Jack that we can help quantify and explain to consumers through a sensory panel that's actually scientifically quantifiable through our testing methodologies. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. Our, our instrumentation can uh, differentiate things that before in these QC labs were otherwise not differentiable. And so a lot of things will co-elute, whereas we can separate those, especially in cannabis where, you know, it has what you would call these promiscuous enzymes that create a lot of things that are similar. And yeah. so those are hard to separate and differentiate. Yeah, the most important thing is, you know, we're not doing regulatory compliance testing. We're doing exploratory research. We're focusing on methodology development. We're partnering with cultivators to help them truly understand what makes their cannabis unique. sherbinsky has been growing gelato for, you know, half of his life, you know, if not more. And he won strain of the year last year. You know, why is that? What made gelato so special? You know, we partnered with him to not only understand the genetics and, you know, find the 15 different flavor isolates that gave it that sweet berry tone, but then we use that information to help him go do a pheno hunt and find, you know, the next best version of that cannabis. So, you know, it's really bringing meaning to, you know, and quantifying their nose, which is, you know, they already have a strong sense of what's popular and, and what's special. And we're just helping them really dive deeper into the analytics. Yeah, that's the funny part to me is that we uh, built an extremely sophisticated nose. <laughs> well, you need it, right? For this, that's perfect. Oh, yeah. Of like what they have to do for like perfumes or wine, you've got to be able to pick up these different notes, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's and something that you've actually you may be working on in the future, right? Is maybe doing some work with perfume companies and a beverage companies to kind of help them instill some of these aromas? I mean, today that's our core business at Abstracts Tech. I mean, that, that's what gives our life meaning. That's what allows us to do all this amazing R&D is, you know, Abstracts is fundamentally focused on being a leader in cannabis flavors and aromas. And, you know, in the world of flavor and fragrance, um, you know, companies that specialize in their specific botanicals, study them to the nth degree, extract them, 
And there's nothing different about abstracts. In fact, that's what's special about us is that we have licensed, very specialized facilities that allow us to study cannabis from flower through concentrate, allow us to really help our customers to develop products. And all the information that we're extracting from cannabis, we're able to leverage to source those identical compounds from other botanicals around the world. And then we standardize those uh, compounds at our facility through post-processing, QC, and ultimately we're left with the most consistent purified isolates that we combine based on our cannabis research to replicate um, cannabis profiles. And that goes, that allows consumers around the world, whether they're developing a beverage or a topical or a vape pen or a tincture or just a wellness product to take advantage of the vast array of terpenes and their combinations and their benefits. And it really is exciting because it gives us an opportunity to study it in a controlled environment because we all know when we smoke Jack that it's, you know, it's, you know, it, it, it's, you know, a really enjoyable high, it's uplifting, it's, you know, got some iconic notes to it. And we're just starting the journey of understanding why is it that when I smoke train wreck, I fall asleep and my wife hates me? You know, why is it when I smoke green crack, I'm up sending emails to the whole company until two o'clock in the morning. And we know these things are true. We have, you know, many published papers on dominant terpenes, but it's really the assimilation of not only the cannabinoids, but the terpenes and the minor terpenes and aroma compounds that are all working in combination that we know is truly what um, uh, makes the most effective entourage effect. And we're, you know, as a company that's leading the charge in cannabis product formulations, not only are we studying cannabis and helping our clients to develop cannabis formulations for alcohol or beers, but we're also helping to prove the science. And so we're working with you know, people like uh, Western Washington University with Dr. Kaplan trying to actually prove the entourage theory is correct. We're working with UCR to study the health effects of vaporizing these types of compounds. We're doing a lot of, a, a lot of work out there trying to validate the research that we're doing and provide some real value to our clients so that ultimately at the end of the day, we can help clients build a better topical with a functional aroma that helps with skin hydration or absorption of cannabinoids so that we can create a beverage when you open it you get the subtle nuances of cannabis but then it's very uplifting instead of a sloggy um, you know typical feeling you might get from a beer and terpenes and cannabis pair amazingly with hops we've been doing a lot of research on hops trying to pair them with cannabis profiles and really making a nice match to where you're combining the best of both worlds um, and it's really been a, a fun adventure and we're just really starting to, to scratch the tip of the iceberg right now. Something I'm fascinated by is that you want to use non-cannabis based botanicals um, because sometimes you don't want the THC and other qualities that might be associated with that. But like you said, pairing with beer um, or hops. So is that an example of a situation in which you might want to use a non-cannabis based um, varietal uh, so that you can pair it with something without mind altering effects. Correct. I mean, I still would argue that, uh, you know, one of the wonders of terpenes is that they are among the most functional flavors and aromas. And so, you know, what we learn from cannabis is that it's not just the cannabinoids that are creating this euphoric effect. It's the combination with the terpenes. And when you isolate the terpenes, they still have an impact 
and we believe a very positive one on your mind and your body. And this is something that carries through to the products that we've developed through different trials and study groups. It's a real thing. So when we start engineering a terpene profile for a beer, you know, there are certain profiles of beers that we've paired with specific terpene ratios that make you feel very energetic like you drink a Red Bull afterwards. The reality is, is that terpenes represent the collision of, you know, CPG meets cannabis. Cannabis is one of the most abundant sources of terpenes and aroma compounds in the entire world. Unfortunately, cannabis is very um, variable. Depends on where you grow it. Depends on how you grow it. Depends on, you know, the strain lineage. So, you know, what we're taking from cannabis is, you know, it's an amazing complex plant. We're going to be learning for a long time. And the only way that we can help companies to create consistent, scalable product lines that have worldwide global reach is by deriving these ingredients by, from botanicals and then further standardizing them because the botanical sources that we're getting them from, we have, you know, with our ISO requirements, a purity standard we have to follow. At the end of the day, if I wipe out a crop you know, of lemongrass, I'm going to have to go find another source. And there is variability in botanicals. And so we standardize that through manufacturing so that at the end of the day, if you want to order an OG Kush profile for your beer or for your new cocktail beverage that you want to design, it's going to be the same exact beverage every single time. That's remarkable. It's hard to get that consistency, I think, in any aspect of cannabis. Especially when you're dealing with botanicals. Yeah, and that'll be a big impact as well for the cost, uh, I would imagine, for sourcing. I mean, yeah, I mean, today, look, cannabis terpenes today can be anywhere from 15 you know, 10 for low-quality terpenes to $25, and our botanical terpenes can, you know, range from, you know, $1.50 to, you know, three fifty um, in comparison. So it's a fraction of the cost, even for natural botanical ingredients that have uh, no difference. The, the actual botanical compound that we're identifying in cannabis is the same compound that we're ultimately isolating from other plants that are not cannabis derived. And as we continue our research, we only continue to source and find more natural sources that are dependable so that we can recreate the cannabis experience. Um, and it's gotten so good now that actually UPS is starting to stop our packages because they're saying that they smell too much like weed. And actually the police have showed up a few times over the last few months now saying that uh, we're manufacturing cannabis at our uh, terpene botanical manufacturing facility because it just smells so much like cannabis now. So, I mean, it's like a dream come true. That's an inconvenient endorsement. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was funny. We actually had um, our chief operating officer, my, my business partner, Jack, last 15 years, he was interviewing, um, uh, somebody and an undercover officer walked in and uh, showed him his badge and said that he wanted to do a tour so he invited him on the tour with the new employee How cool. <laughs> yeah hey everyone thanks for tuning in to this episode of cannabis tech talks real quick i'd like to mention this episode is made possible by dama financial dama provides your cannabis company with fdic insured financial services Join now and gain access to transparent financial solutions with multi-channel payment processing. Enable payments from a linked bank account or debit card for in-store, online, or at point of delivery transactions. For more info, visit www.damafinancial.com. So um, it sounds like 
being able to rate or rank cannabis, is this something that you're hoping you'll someday be able to use as sort of a, like an official ranking system? Like how they, wine has a 100 point scale. Is that something you want to develop with this? Yeah, I mean, I, I want to leave a little bit, uh, a little bit left for, for anticipation, but you know, obviously there's a lot of people, a lot of folks out there that care about cannabis quality. There's a lot of factors that affect quality from, from the way you store your cannabis, how you cure it, how you grow it. And so, you know, I don't think anybody in the industry has a quantifiable way of measuring quality yet because there's so many different specific attributes and, and, and aspects of cannabis that we can appreciate and rank, right? So it first starts by establishing a set of testing standards that we can duplicate like the gas factor. And so what we've been doing as a company is starting to evolve our testing program to help growers and cultivators better understand their cannabis, the qualities of those cannabis and the overall uniqueness so that we can evolve our testing program into a wine spectator type score rather than the current um, databases and systems out there that are really relying on consumer reviews, which are great and I believe is an important part of the system, but if it's not rooted in science and analytical testing that's quantifiable measurements, then it's not going to have a lot of value long term. And since there's so many varietals in cannabis, it's going to be a long journey, which is why we're partnering up with the industry leaders that have helped establish some of the most iconic strains in the industry. So when we're setting our standards, we're starting with the actual source of these cannabis strains. And then from there, we hope to really evolve the program and make it really valuable for consumers to learn what is the cannabis that they seek and desire. And if they don't have it available to them, what is a, a, an alternative profile that they might enjoy as well? And then how do we help cultivators to optimize their strains? How do we help them grow it better? How do we you know, ultimately help them find the next version of, of their cannabis and maintain a high level of quality control? Kevin, as the scientific officer, is that something that's been super challenging, like creating a standardized set of quality measurements that people can can compare against? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a moving target for sure. Um, there's a lot of development work and research that goes into that. And thankfully, I have an excellent team. So... Yeah, I think it hackles off the people who are in the trenches getting the work done. Yeah, there's just so many different components of cannabis, like you were saying, that, that people would judge it against. You know, what are you looking for? And I would think that would be really difficult to kind of narrow down to create a consistent standard for ranking. But yeah, if you're able to do it, that's off. Yeah, especially because uh, time is a massive factor, right? And so we built a sophisticated nose and we're – we're analyzing something that's, you know, ripens like a fruit. And so it has to go through its period. It goes up and then it goes down. So it's really important where in that trajectory we catch it. But now with the data models we're creating, we can actually predict and give a grower his, uh, it, what you call like a, you know, it's slope basically like how it's flower. De right? degradation, degradation curve. Oh, like yeah. a sweet spot for when it's going to be like, mm. yeah, and we could actually test it if it's down on the curve and dial the time back and say where, where it was. 
based on you know the amount of time it's been sitting in whatever packaging and so you know we have different models for different packages and things like that and for different strains because different strains have different lifetimes right like an og matures differently than a gelato right and so they both have different shelf life stabilities because so of those different thing. attributes you can inform growers uh you know for this strain this is going to be your your period of ripeness and then for this strain it's a totally different period That's well, i mean you and consumers would value that data too because you know yeah. you don't want to you don't want to buy weed it smells like hey no one does right i mean patricia you brought it up it's like the wine spectator score but not all wines you know age well right so there's there's a lot of aspects to consider when you're talking about quality so you know it's just there's you know we have an excuse fortunately for us to study what makes cannabis unique because as a business our job is to help brands create unique and differentiated products that help them provide exceptional experiences for their clients so the more we study cannabis the better <laughs> there's really a lot to cannabis connoisseurship that um that i didn't realize there's so much complexity to it but thank god oh, yeah. he's taking the time to really dive in and help companies and consumers kind of dial in and know what to look for um, yeah i'm fortunate that we accidentally got in a crash course in cannabis connoisseurship even though you know we we've enjoyed it since childhood but it's like now it's like we dial into the quality of it with every single grower of like the original phenotypes or the, the growers that popularize these strains, you know, at some point or another, we're sitting down and we're smoking and we're talking about quality. You know, they, they, consistency. They used to call me, they used to call me a stoner pothead. Now they call me a connoisseur. <laughs> right, I know. <laughs> I love <the> <laughs> well, at one point we were running from the cops and now we're essential. Like it's uh, confusing. <laughs> now we're, we're in your facilities. Yeah. So is it, is it stressful to go home and kind of have to take your work home with you and, you're trying to chill out and you're like, hmm, the quality, I wonder how long this has been ripening. And <laughs> I actually have a regiment for smoking at home. So like I have certain strains that I smoke through a certain amount of time and I have to keep scores for my, for my analytics, for my team. Oh my and so God. I have a very structured <laughs> smoking ritual actually. <laughs> so we do it enjoyably too. You don't still enjoy it. If you enjoy what you do, then it's not really work. Unfortunately, this industry has a lot of challenges still. And so, you know, it can be, you know, in my opinion, I've, I've, I've had the fortunate pleasure of, of starting a few different businesses and in this industry. I've been the most passionate about this industry for the longest and that I would want to do nothing more than what we're doing today, but it's riddled with challenges. I mean, we're, we're faced with regulatory bodies on both the food and beverage side of the business and also the cannabis side. And we're dealing with regulatory cannabis um, uh, boards in every single state to try and comply with their regulations on the cannabis terpenes. And so it's, it's just been amazing. And it's obviously, you know, extra fun with uh, everything that's going on in the world, but thankfully cannabis is essential and people are enjoying it. And I, I truly believe that it'll continue to evolve into a worldwide market and, Cannabis has a lot to uh, a lot of benefits still to share to the world, and I'm just so glad that people care enough to um, research it further and quantify the benefits so that we can really unlock Pandora's box. Beautiful. And where can people go to learn more about what you're doing? 
Well, I would say, you know, the best source for information is always going to abstractstech.com. Um, and just stay tuned for the growers collection. Um, that's our uh, analytical platform and um, really where you can go to learn more about your favorite cannabis strains and, and our journey through cannabis analytics and partnering up with cultivators. And that's the growerscollection.com. And check out uh, our Instagram at, at growers collection and at abstracts tech. Awesome. Yep. Well, I think that's our time for today, guys. Thanks so much for joining me, Max and Kevin. Um, and also thank you to our listeners for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's discussion, be sure to follow Cannabis Tech Talks on Apple, Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get yours. And of course, follow us on Canatech Today. Uh, we're also doing a big cool conference, uh, the Emerge Conference, July 22nd through the 23rd. It's a 3D virtual platform. It should be really weird and cool. Um, so check that out. And until next time, this is Patricia Miller. Max and Kevin Kobe signing off. Thanks, Thanks Patricia. Appreciate you having us. Bye. Thanks, guys.